you may have noticed that X-Files podcast is now breakups, broken hearts, and moving on with Janice Formicella. I've still got weekly content for you on beating your breakup, healing your broken heart, and moving on to an amazing, abundant life. Same great resource with a name to match. Welcome to Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On with Janice Formicella. I'm Janice Formicella, a breakup coach passionate about supporting others to learn from their breakups, overcome loneliness, love being single, and see the end of a relationship as the beginning of a magical, sexy new chapter in life. I am here each week to share with you the tools that I have learned through my own painful breakups through hitting rock bottom more than once, and through working with people all around the world to heal their broken hearts. If you are looking for hope and strength to move on from your breakup and resources to enjoy your new life, you are in the right place, and I've got your back. Dear listeners, welcome to another episode of Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On with Janice Formicella. I am so glad that you are here. And if you push play today because you're having a hard week, I am sending you so much strength along with the promise that this is truly temporary. A breakup can really, really screw with our minds, right? So also know that there's nothing wrong with you. This is a human condition that you are capable of overcoming. This is why it is so important to understand the psychology of breakups. I hope you will really listen when I tell you that not only are you not alone, but most of the human race is with you because most of the human race has been through this and has been where you are. Understanding the psychology of breakups can help us know that we aren't crazy and that we aren't broken. Our heart may feel broken, but we aren't. And the heart is resilient. It can heal. Another reason it's important to understand the psychology of breakups is that it can help us understand what we are experiencing and therefore navigate it easier. So today I'm going to chat with you about why breakups are so emotional, why they mess with our heads so much, how feelings of rejection and abandonment impact our ability to function and think clearly. A little bit about the cognitive process of a breakup, and then a little bit about how to cope. Ready? If you are struggling with a breakup and want support working through everything that I'm going to talk about today, please don't hesitate to reach out to me at breakupspodcast at gmail.com. I also welcome you to come over to my Facebook group. It's called Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On. There's an entire community of people there who are either going through this or are there to help. So come on over and join. Please answer the membership questions. (laughs) 
So first, let's talk about the emotional roller coaster of a breakup and why it keeps us feeling out of whack and feeling unwell. The very nature of breakups causes us to feel some of the human being's most intense emotions and sometimes all in one day. And while they are emotions that are meant to protect us from an evolutionary standpoint, many of them are also a result of us being in fight or flight mode or because we feel alone and we feel out of options. The emotions that I'm talking about here are fear, anger, rage, sadness, confusion, and other so-called negative or dark emotions. During a breakup, we may feel one way one day or one way one moment and then completely different the next. This huge fluctuation causes our nervous system to stay out of whack. It doesn't allow us to get centered and grounded. When we feel this way, we often find it very hard to self-regulate. We find it hard to focus. We find it hard to access the clarity that helps us to think about new ways of doing things, which is what we need when we hit a wall with our breakup. It's time to try something new. If you have recently felt powerless in relation to your breakup, I hope that you will really hear me when I say that it is so very natural to feel this way. And if, you know, just quote unquote separating from a person isn't hard enough, breakups often come with the emotionally devastating impacts that rejection and abandonment have on us. The, this adds a whole new layer to our grieving process. Multiple studies have undeniably found the same response in the brain to rejection and physical pain. It is very, very real. The feeling of a broken heart is real. Actual MRI studies show the same area of the brain being activated. And this isn't necessarily what today's topic is, but I want to assure you that you can actually overcome this like long term and not experience this when you go through a breakup or other types of rejection. I used to feel complete devastation when I experienced rejection, either socially or romantically. However, I've built my confidence up to the point that I can't even remember the last time that I felt rejection. I mean, I it's definitely happened, but it doesn't really stay with me. I bounce back pretty easily. And as far as the psychology and the science goes, get this. I actually just found this out recently. There is such a strong connection between physical pain and what happens to us when we feel rejection that Tylenol has actually been known to reduce the pain that rejection causes. How crazy is that? A lot of listeners tell me they are suffering because their exes left or their exes chose to stop working on the relationship. These are both forms of rejection. And guess what? If you are feeling completely out of sorts, it may be because rejection can actually temporarily lower our IQ. 
Experiencing rejection causes people to score lower than normal on IQ tests. It causes them to experience decreased short-term memory and have difficulty with decision-making. This is due to the pain that we experience that distracts us from our normal level of functioning, but also because it creates levels of rage and anger that in many of us clouds our functioning. Now let's talk about another big part of how breakups mess with mess with us mentally. And that is how breakups are like recovering from an addiction. Some of you, this is tongue in cheek, some of you may be aware that recovering from an addiction can be very challenging psychologically, right? Well, guess what? You are going through something very similar when you go through a breakup. So no wonder you feel so out of control, right? Whether it be meditation, wine, coffee, or anything else that you have at a certain time of day, when we stop something, it can be jarring and unsettling. However, a breakup is similar to a chemical dependency and therefore ramps all of those cravings up because of the hormones and the chemicals involved in romantic relationships. So I have a couple studies to break down for you. Neuropsychologist Rhonda Freeman is fascinated with the way our brain responds to relationships. She has studied how the various brain systems react during a breakup. Most significant to the concept of breaking up being like an addiction is the reward system of the brain. The one that makes you miss your partner And yes, the same one associated with addiction. When you break up and you don't have this person around, the reward system will switch on, making you actually crave contact. This craving can be super strong, even if intellectually you know that contact is a bad idea. One reason we become bonded to a person that we are attracted to is that attraction and love activate a range of feel-good chemicals and hormones in the body. This is why early love feels so incredibly juicy. According to neuroethicist Nicole Vincent, the feel-good chemicals include high doses of oxytocin and vasopressin. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that second one correctly, but (laughs) these build up over time and are craved in the body when a breakup occurs. This is the exact same result as stopping a drug, a medication, cigarettes, even an iPhone, and other types of strong addictions. The flip side of the coin and the reason why no contact is so incredibly effective in healing from an ex is that while we may crave contact in the way that we crave a drug, the truth is that having this fix is harmful and it does more harm than good. Just like when you're recovering from heroin and then you go and get your fix, that's actually more harmful. It is a huge mindfuck. And one that leaves us really, really stuck and being really self-destructive a lot of the times, just like with an addiction. So 
Are you ready for more science around the psychology of breakups? Let's talk about one of my favorite topics, and that is fading affect bias. A few weeks ago, I dropped an episode called Breakup, You'll Get Through This. Here's why. In the episode, I cited various pieces of evidence that your heartbreak is temporary. I will link to it in the show notes. I mentioned fading affect bias and the way that it forces our brain to play tricks on us. This is an extremely significant aspect of the psychology of breakups. And so I wanted to take the opportunity to explore it further with you. Alley Dog, which is a website for psychology students, defines fading affect bias as the phenomenon that occurs among humans in which information and memories of negative emotions tend to fade more quickly than positive feelings and emotions. Get this. We can even have positive associations with very negative events. In the 2014 Science Direct paper, the fading affect bias, its history, its implications, and its future, the authors found two troubling conclusions about fading affect bias. I'm going to actually read from the paper. One, over time, the effect associated with positive memories tends to fade more slowly from event occurrence to event recall than the effect associated with negative memories and two, it is more often the case that events that were negative at their occurrence will ultimately come to prompt positive effect at recall than it is the case that events that were positive at their occurrence will come to prompt negative effect at recall. <laughs> that was a mouthful. Um, and yikes, right? It's really not very fair, is it? <laughs> As a human and as a breakup coach, I can assure you that this impacts so many people to a fairly shocking degree. I am so often in the initial sessions with my amazing clients, hello everyone, who tell me stories about their relationships that are filled with disrespect, conflict, drama, really unhealthy patterns, some pretty you know poor treatment. And yet, so often the following week is filled with text messages with my clients about regret over the breakup and feelings of affection for their ex. And if it wasn't for my background, it would be really hard to understand this after some of the things that I hear. Some of you know that I left a marriage that was full of drama, full of gaslighting and general dysfunction. I somehow used the jaws of life to <laughs> extricate myself from this man only to enter and then stay in a physically and verbally violent relationship with someone new about two years later. So two very bad relationships back to back. And guess what? Despite how miserable both relationships had made me, I was filled with enormous regret and longing for each person after. It's kind of insane considering how bad each situation was. It's really crazy looking back on it now. Um, so I can say from personal experience that fading affect bias is a very, very real thing. And now we can tie it back again to the science of addiction. Recovery specialists 
theorize that fading affect bias is one reason that alcoholics return to drinking even after experiencing the very negative consequences of binge drinking. They almost naturally cling to the positive memories or feelings and easily toss out the negative, all the hangovers and the stupid things that they did, right? <laughs> this is, causes them to drink again with little thought to the negative consequences or, ne- or little thought to the negative things that have happened in the past when they have. Heartbreak is real, Our brains go really out of whack after a breakup, and the things that we experience are very, very real as well. But that doesn't mean that we can't take back control, and that doesn't mean we still aren't in control of our healing. We're responsible for it. We're in control of it. There are things that we can do and choices that we can make that are going to help us feel better. It can be very empowering to and great for our confidence to commit to our healing and see what we are capable of. There are many, many things that you can do to tackle the psychological impacts of a breakup. (laughs) I'm going to take a quick commercial break. And when I come back, I will outline some things that you can do to cope and move on. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for sticking with me. Let's talk about the cure. So if breakup is like an addiction and if it is psychologically damaging, what do we do? So there are many, many things. And of course, you can work with me if you'd like support around this. But to get you started now, let's talk about a few things. First of all, self-care. As with many types of anxiety, when it comes to breaking an addiction to a person, listening to what you need to relax or feel better, other than texting your ex, (laughs) will do wonders. A breakup is like an addiction because not having contact causes stress and tension in our body. Think of a stressful time from your past. What helped you cope then? Was it getting more sleep, ordering you know, ordering Uber Eats or ordering food so that you don't have to cook, Um, you know, maybe sometimes taking a break from social media. When you feel the urge to send the text or when you're having a day that you really, really miss this person, take a minute or two to think about something that will ease the tension and then do it. And you will create body memories of doing something other than contacting your ex to feel better. And then it will get easier over time. Another thing that you can do is distract yourself. You've got to get your mind on something else. Sitting at home bored and lonely is not the solution. (laughs) So what distracts you? Maybe long walks, maybe binging something positive on Netflix so that you get your mind focused on something else. Maybe taking a trip, a, a road trip or going away for the weekend. Baking is a great thing for a distraction, a yoga class, potentially. And think about when is it the most difficult for you to resist the urge to text your ex or look at their social media? Make a plan, and then when you're feeling this urge, execute it. Another thing that you can do is dig deep and find determination. 
I like to tell my breakup coaching clients that the easiest way to make a decision about getting in touch with an ex is to think about your dignity combined with how you want to feel when looking back on your actions later on. So it's kind of an overlap of the two. I mean, this is what motivates me. And so I like to throw it out there for people. But, you know, what motivates you? It might take some soul searching and kind of getting to know yourself a little bit more, which is cool. But somewhere inside of you, you will find your why as far as moving on from this breakup. So is it your career? Are you not able to focus at work and therefore need to shake this off? Is it your kids and being with them and paying more attention to them? Is it your future self? That's what I like to use as my motivation. Maybe it's owning and having a great rest of the year. That could be your why. I would love to work with you on this. Uh, definitely get in touch on my socials or breakuppod.com. We can schedule a free consult. Okay. Another tip and one that will work with time is to take away the source of the pain. Our phones make it really easy to get in touch with people, right? <laughs> I am very, very pro cell phone. I have my phone on me constantly. But during a breakup, sometimes our phones can do more harm than good. If a breakup is like an addiction, your phone is the dealer and they are way too available to you. So let's get your ex out of your phone please delete their number. At the very least, change their name in your phone. Do something to prevent a quick text at a vulnerable moment or when you're at home after having too much wine. <laughs> Anything that you can do to remove your ex from your phone. That could also mean deleting their photos, blocking them on social media, deleting the text messages. You do not need those right now. You don't need them ever. You don't need them ever again. <laughs> so we're, we're removing our ex. We're taking back our phone. And of course, last, something that is pretty likely to help is to get support. This comes in many forms. It may mean scheduling a therapy session. It may mean reaching out to me to start coaching. It may mean scheduling extra chats with friends and seeing how you can support them as well. You know your support system and what is accessible to you. So think about what will help to inject the most power into your healing journey. Make sure that you ask for consent before reaching out um, to friends and go to the show notes because I did an entire episode on how to ask for support after a breakup. So go and check that out. I am so glad that you have found this podcast and that I have connected with you today. What I'd like you to make sure to take from this episode is a... It is totally normal and it is a and it is totally human to struggle mentally after a breakup. Science backs it up, right? B, it is really really normal to miss someone and something even if it's bad for you. And C, just like healing from any setback or any bad habit, you can heal from this as well. 
I believe in you. And with that, I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On with Janice Formicella. I sincerely hope that you found today's episode inspirational or useful. I would love to support you on your healing journey. All you have to do is send me a message on Instagram at breakupspodcast or email me at breakupspodcast at gmail.com and I will be in touch to get you started. Remember, if you are struggling with a broken heart, your feelings are temporary. I am sending you so much love and luck for the week ahead. You've got this.